0: So do you feel like, do you, all the things that you just said that a nine brings to other people, do you feel like you are able to bring that to yourself?
1: No. (laughs) Uh, Short answer to your question. No, I don't either.
0: Uh, I don't either. And I'm trying to figure out how to change that. This is a show about self-discovery.
1: About understanding ourselves.
0: About looking into the mirror to see
2: the good. The bad. And the unknown of who we are.
1: This is about how we relate to God.
2: And everyone
0: else.
1: From Love Thy Neighborhood. In Louisville, Kentucky.
0: Welcome. Welcome.
1: Welcome to the Ennea Cast.
2: Welcome to the Enneacast. I'm Jesse Eubanks, and today we're going to bring you a special episode. So back in episode number 23, we had Ryan O'Neill of Sleeping at Last on, and he was talking about being a type nine. Ryan was finishing work on his music project about the Enneagram. He was working on his song for type nine and he was still trying to flesh out some of the ideas for that song some of the lyrics and so he actually decided that while he had a type 9 with him sam he wanted to talk to her about it what is it like to be a type 9 so this is a conversation between ryan o'neill of sleeping at last and sam as they talk about what it's like to be a type 9 hope you guys enjoy One thing, one thing that I
0: I was surprised at. So on Instagram, I I asked like what what do people that identify as a type nine what what do they think that their their greatest gift or their strength is and or people that are in relationships with type type nines, and I got an overwhelming amount of responses that all connected to the word empathy. Like every single one of them had a relationship with the word empathy. And my first read on that or my first reaction was like, oh, that must be like a slight misunderstanding. Cause I, I think that nines are super empathetic cause they see all sides, but it, it, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that that would be like the the gift. And so I started doing some research and uh, was reading the definition of, of empathy and it is the action of understanding in, in the Webster dictionary. And I thought that that was really great. Cause I think for me, I'm, I'm starting to realize that like for a big chunk of my life, I think I've had the understanding part. That's the seeing all sides part, but the, the action of empathy is the thing that I'm, I would love to try to express. Um, but I would love to know, like, what, what do you think, like the gift of the type nine is like in your experience, What oh what gosh. is the what's the <laughs> most,
1: what's um, the most
0: important or the most beautiful contribution that nines make to the world?
1: The gift of the nine. Um, space and and time and margin and Mm. and putting the rest of the world on pause and um the the verses in scripture that talk about how like to the lord like every day is like a thousand years like i resonate with that because i think that there is so Mm. much like there is a depth um and the ability to make people feel felt and to feel heard and um and just being able to say like nothing else in my day matters as much as whatever this is uh, that you're dealing with. And, yeah. um, and so space, time margin comfort, you know, it's more than just saying like, okay, thank you for, for sharing. I, I will see you later, you know, but it's, it's being able to stick yeah. with somebody until they feel better about something. And, um, and, yeah. and I think the trick is a lot of times, and this is where like, uh, my faith is important and, um, teaching and and being more disciplined in. And what I believe, um, because for a long time I was really vague on conviction, but I think uh, a lot of times I can shift truth to make people feel better, and I and that's been a challenge. So I think that I have to remember that truth will set you free. Like there is a, a, the freedom that comes from truth, and if truth is still binding, then that's not truth. So truth and love mm. is what brings freedom. And so for me, I think it's it's the ability to to sit and and to let people feel like, well, what's the most true about you? It's n- it's none of this stuff, like. I think the non judgmental side, like if you never succeeded at anything ever again, you would still be a human being worthy of love, you know? Um, yeah, and I think for other absolutely. types, that's harder to get to, or that's not really where they're, that's not the doorway that they're gonna go into someone's heart and I think I just see people just seem tired all, all the time like and and I I'm always encouraging my friends to rest and to take space for themselves and just take time for themselves and I say well, I think that that's funny I the do the same thing like any
0: musician I'm always kind of like oh yeah so how do you feel after that you know the record's done they're like oh really good I'm gonna go on tour I'm like all right well can you take like a sabbatical yeah
1: yeah I think <laughs> like, yeah, I'm always trying to people figure to out
0: ways that other people can create that you know yeah. the space and that's beautiful by the way. Um, and I, I, feel like I totally resonate with that and I, I see that, but a lot of it is, uh, is it, it is connected to empathy, right? Like, yeah. and, um, one thing that my friend said, and I'm curious to hear what another nine thinks of this, and I'm writing this in my song and trying to process it in my own life. And it's, it's created a, uh, pardon the pun, the a domino effect yeah. of <laughs> realizations in my life. Yeah, um, yeah. But I said, I was kind of running this, this idea of empathy by, by my friend, Chris. And he was like, okay, so the thing is, that's true. Like the, one of the greatest gifts of the, of the type nine is exactly what you said. Like it it creates environments for people to, to feel and to be, and to, Mm -hmm. um, it it creates acceptance. Mm -hmm. And all that's, I think, a form of empathy. And he was like, you have to be really careful with empathy because you can't be empathetic truly to others unless you're empathetic towards yourself mm. and that was kind of a little bit of a,
1: Dang, Chris. Uh,
0: a <laughs> yeah a life record <laughs> in the best possible way yes. I, at first he was like i was like oh interesting Oh no. <laughs> and just like, it just, it tipped everything over for me. And I, I think that I'm realizing that. Cause, so do you feel like, do you, all the things that you just said yeah. that, that a nine brings to other people, do you feel like you are able to bring that to yourself?
1: No. <laughs> uh, short answer to your question. No, I don't no. either.
0: Uh, I don't I either. Have, and I'm trying to figure out how to change that.
1: I, so I create environments where peace is possible. Um, you know, I have like, I have. Only like cool-toned blankets, and I have candles. I have you know low lighting. I have peace. You know, I I think my dream job would be like to own a retreat center, <laughs> and and just create yeah, space yeah, yeah, for people yeah. to come and rest. Uh, but no, it's I, and maybe it's the one wing that's that's hard. I I think that I have to maintain being a stable force in someone's life or a, or or a presence to someone um, because if I don't, if I if I go soft and if I actually take margin. To let myself kind of unravel, then that will be what happens. Yeah. I'll, I'll, there will be an unraveling. I'll fall into like an existentialism where where I'll kind of lose myself, and so that I think I'm afraid yeah. to to let there be some breathing room to to unpack all the baggage that you know you tucked away because there's a reckoning. You know, it's it's the getting to the end of that domino thing that we've we've been talking about. Um So no, I don't know why <laughs> it's it's hard, uh, but.
0: Yeah, it is hard. And I, I, I was also realizing too, that like, of course, no type, nobody uh, really is always living in there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, nailing this stuff. Like no, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> this is, this is the, the, this is our life's work, you know, like, so right. the art showing empathy to yourself or creating that environment for yourself, being your own retreat center, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, we can, we can hope that, um, by the grace of God, we'll, we'll be able to like experience that in different seasons of our life. But it's really, really like we're, we're people that are imperfect and, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to allow for that too, in my own life and Mm -hmm. just realizing that like, okay, yeah, it's not that it's not a destination that you get to and you're just there. Like it's, it's something that you just constantly should be aiming at. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, I've this, I had the same kind of feeling where it's like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of going back through my whole life and realizing how big of an impact the lack of empathy towards myself has had and the lack of participation my heart has had in my life and what that has done, uh, accidentally in, in every part of who I am. And, uh, it's weird. Cause I usually would beat myself up over that stuff. Like I would going back and realizing like, oh my gosh, it's because I, I wasn't showing up. I wasn't, I wasn't being this way in my life or whatever, but this time it's, it actually feels like it has some sort of it, it just kind of makes sense of things and it makes me feel a little bit of that grace that I was talking about towards myself where I'm like, yeah, you know, even though my life has been really great and really, really, really good. Um, but there, there has been things I haven't been honest with myself about and how I felt and how it hurt or how it broke that I need to like, I need to allow, uh, like healing will only happen is if, if I allow myself to, um, to have that grace be a part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is, but I I'm I'm really curious about type nine's perspectives on doing what they do for others uh for themselves. Cause I really I don't do a good job at that. And it which is such a two problem. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. But I think it's the opposite motivation. Twos are literally needing to right. be needed. And um I think nines are literally needing to uh just have everybody stop messing with our very still universe you know (laughs) yeah don't make any ripples i'm trying very hard (laughs) to keep this water so calm
1: right right there's a book boundaries for your soul that's really good i forget the names of who wrote it but there are two women and it talks about there are three different kind of like people that exist within us there's the manager the firefighter and the exile and i won't get into all Hmm. of it but it's really fascinating to see kind of like which one i lean more heavily into um, and and yeah. I haven't finished reading the book. I'm only in chapter three. And that's in as a nine. I want to declare to you that I will try to finish this book, but it's really hard for me to finish books because I'm like, oh, that was a good book. And I tried the, the <laughs> intro. Um,
0: me too. Me too.
1: But I think one thing, uh, and this goes back to like nature is really helpful because I, I notice like ponds that are sedentary, that's where like infestation and, and like germs and things can kind of accumulate. And I think in the same way, like hearts that remain sedentary. Like, that's where, like, other kind of heavier things can creep in. So we need uh, flow. We oh, need interesting. To, yeah, that's a great so idea. So I, like, I think about different bodies of water, but the ones that remain still and silent at all times, which is what the nine longs for, of most of all, is, is stillness. But we, I think, just a pond will accumulate algae and, and, like, life can't grow there in the way that it was intended Yeah,
0: to. it's like, a, it's a fatiguing muscle, yeah. you know? It, yeah. it will constantly, it needs to be worked out, like the heart, the... Any, any sort of action metaphor you can think of, like, I think applies where it's like, yeah, it's not actually good to just be comfortable forever. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, such a there's,
1: there's a greater comfort.
0: That's such a bummer. Yeah, there is a greater comfort, and it's such a bummer to realize that. Like, wait, no, 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 you're not actually supposed to be comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's bad for you. That will make you ultimately the most uncomfortable. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That's I'm still I'm still wrapping my head around that, and I'm like, oh man, no, it's I'm so, so, tired. It's so easy.
1: <laughs> Um Well, comfort, I I think is is a gift that we have, but to to misuse it just as we can misuse anything will have, you know, negative consequences. And I, and I think unfortunately for me, that's like, I've had a reckoning where I've seen some of the more negative consequences of like excessive indulgence to comfort and, Mm -hmm. um, within my own family, you know, just seeing kind of the ramifications of people who pursue, you know, comfort at all costs and, I think for me I'm I'm looking at my life. I just turned twenty five last week oh, and birthday. I'm looking at like, okay, what do where do I wanna be whenever I'm thirty or thirty five or fifty five or sixty five? Do I wanna f- do what trajectory am I on and, and how am I gonna get there? And if if I'm sowing seeds and I don't wanna reap this harvest now, like I need I need to reevaluate and I need to go get some new seeds <laughs> and and, yeah, and stuff that, that absolutely like looks at, you know, it looks different for every person. But uh for me I think it's playing the long game and seeing like, where is this train headed? And and am I am I the type of person now that I want to be, you know, in five years? Um, and if I'm not, then then why not? And am I am I, I don't want to wake up one day and and regret the life that I've lived? So I'm trying to be proactive, and that's that's the journey I think for the nine.
0: Uh, that's awesome that you're as a 25 year old. That's amazing that you're even thinking through those things because I feel like I started thinking about that at like when 30 crept up, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a yeah. full grown up, right?
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did this happen? Nobody told me. Um, And I, that's when I started kind of like actively making decisions to, you know, make sure that my life was heading in the direction that I, that I thought it should. And um, at 25, it was from 25 to 30, I kind of was obsessed with this feeling of like spending my twenties in like an important way. And um, it was really unhelpful to think like that Mm -hmm. because that's not how life works. (laughs) You you don't just get to do important things by talking about it or thinking about it. Um, And uh, I think it took, when I got to um, my 30th birthday, I I think that that was like the biggest weirdness was I kept thinking of it in terms of how I spent my 20s, not how my life has been up to this point, but how I spent my 20s. And I I think I I wish I could go back and reframe that a little bit because I think that the 20s are like, I don't know, it's a really awesome season of life to um to explore everything and and to figure Mm -hmm. out like your your heart and your soul and your yeah it's it's awesome so i wish i I was as smart as you were at 25
1: (laughs) i it's a mirage (laughs) i think it's it's more of the magic trick that i just told you about no um i appreciate that that's super kind uh yeah i've i'm really lucky to have good community that that are asking good questions and and are giving me the bandwidth that i've I feel like I've given them, you know, uh, that's, that's yeah, it sounds
0: like you wear a mood ring, (laughs) which is good. (laughs) You're asking yourself those questions uh, often, which is cool.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a challenge. It's a gift and a challenge, I think, to, to have self-awareness, um, (laughs) because it's like, I just want to fall back asleep to myself, you know, but I can't now. And there's, you know, there's grace for whenever I, I want to, or whenever I do, or whenever I get it wrong, but I'd rather get it wrong in the right direction than, than to get it wrong, you know, in the more sedentary and and slothful direction. So and Beth McCord's teaching was really helpful for me. Um she talks about Awesome, yeah. yeah. You'll have to I don't know how familiar you are with her stuff, but she's she's a nine, but she's got a Christian perspective. And she's talked about how like for nines, like our muscles have just kind of like atrophied in certain ways. Um and and I think yep. for me it does feel like I'm learning a new skill of showing up for myself very much like I would be learning how to ride a bike or learning how to play basketball or something like that. You know, I think it just feels so foreign and it's, and it feels like I need to do the rudimentary stuff. So like go to the free throw line every day and shoot free throws. Like for myself, like what does that look like? Um, And
0: no, that's so true. That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly how I feel.
1: <laughs> so hang in there. It's you're gonna play the game well. One day, I don't know. I'm making this up. What do I know? But, but I think that's I think that's the trick is <laughs> is start with the basics.
0: We all um, are. And- yeah, no, I think that that's absolutely true. I, I I hope that somehow in my little song, there will be all of that contained <laughs> <laughs> every every part of all of this nine this nine craziness. But it, it, it's weird. I don't know if you had this experience too, but um, I I've, I had learned about Type nines for you know, like I said, seven years, and it took until really being honest with myself in this last couple months of writing this song that I realized that all of it was like deeply connected, like I kind of looked at like each of the different traits of the type nine as like, oh, yeah, nines avoid conflict, okay, that's one thing, okay, well, nines also merge into the opinions of others, okay, nines are asleep to themselves they're self forgetting, and I had no idea that all of those things are so deeply connected to each other like yeah,
1: it's not they're the not reason that boxes. we're asleep
0: to ourselves is so that we can go along to get along you know like, like right if there's, right if there's a re like it all it all ties into like the um the reasons for what we do and yeah it is mm-hmm. like, there's a story uh, re- behind it all yeah exactly so there's a i think that there's some some important reverse engineering that needs to needs to happen in any type nines universe so i'm trying to figure out what that is
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's why we need people so i'm a creative for community
0: that's right we're made made to be around people.
2: So that was Ryan O'Neill of Sleeping at Last talking with Sam Stevenson. And if you've not heard it yet, I cannot recommend Sleeping at Last's Enneagram project enough. He actually wrote one song for each of the nine types. So if you'd like to hear how the song for type nine ended up, or if you'd like to hear any of the Sleeping At Last Enneagram songs, just search for Sleeping At Last Enneagram wherever it is that you listen to music. Or if you'd like to hear more music from Sleeping At Last, head over to their website at sleepingatlast.com. Special thanks to our guest today, Ryan O'Neill. Music in today's episode comes from Murphy DX. Remember, the eye can see everything but itself. Find people to journey with you because you. We're created for community.